White Network presents The Heretic's Hour with Carolyn Yeager. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the January 21st, 2013 installment of The Heretic's Hour. I'm Carolyn Yeager, your host for the next two hours, coming to you live via The White Network at thewhitenetwork.com. The call-in number for the second hour is 1-830-433-4911. Again, that's 830-433-4911 for the second hour. Or you can email questions or brief comments to carolyn at carolynyeager.net. Tonight, I have two guests who could each fill the two hours as a solo guest, and they've both been on the Heretics Hour before, one quite a few times, but I thought it would be interesting to have them on together, and they agreed to come on together, despite the fact that they don't know each other. In fact, they didn't even recognize one another's names when I brought it up. Obviously, they travel in different circles, but both stand out in their own area of expertise and experience. I want to welcome Will Williams and William Fink to the show. Hello, gentlemen. Hello, Carolyn. Hello, Will. Hello, Bill. Hello, Carolyn. Greetings. Praise Christ. Well, and thank you for being here. Thank you both for being here. Uh, this is going to be a lot of fun tonight and, and interesting for the listeners. Uh, we already have quite a group of listeners joined in, and, and it's going to grow as we move along. So... Um, I want to say that another interesting point between you two is the similarity of your names, which is why I came up with the the title for this show, which is Will Williams meets uh, William Fink, uh, two Williams, and then you go by Will and Bill. So you know there there already you have some things in common. Um, and I'd like to start with current offerings on your websites as a way of explaining the differences and the similarities between you. There, they are uh, www.williamlutherpierce.blogspot.com with the, the title, The Legacy. The name of the website is The Legacy of Dr. William Pierce. And uh, here's another William <laughs> to join us. And then uh, Bill's is www.christagenia.org, but specifically for tonight, a subdomain of that very large site named MK. .org. I'm giving these so that you can go there. You people who are listening at your computers can go to those two sites um, while we're doing the program. MK stands for Mind Kampf. It's mk.christaguinea.org and um, www.luther, well, excuse me, William Luther Pierce, all spelled out, .blogspot.com. All right, so... Let's start with with you, Will. Um, Your blog is The Legacy of Dr. William Pierce. It's been up since 2011. Do you want to talk about your purpose for this site a little bit? Just introduce us. Sure. Uh, Our purpose, uh, I told you this on the other show we did back in the summer, uh, but uh, (laughs) I figured since we're on the Internet, uh, everybody on here knows how to type. And uh, since everybody's out there just kind of atomized and uh, and uh, and in disarray with no groups to join, that uh, we could at least uh, do something productive with our typing skills. So uh, <laughs> we started putting out uh, articles, just transcribing it, sitting down and typing them. Uh, 
uh, I'll send, uh, make a scan of an old article and send it to a typist and he or she can, uh, transcribe it and format it and send it back to me and we'll add pictures and put it up on this blog and, uh, well, it's, uh, Dr. Pierce, a lot of his work was pre-internet, so a lot of it's not out there. And, uh, well, I, I just see that as being productive because his teachings are valuable and, uh, <clears throat> a bill, Pastor Bill Fink, uh, uh, he has, uh, his viewpoint and, uh, like I, I like to say, we have our viewpoint and he has Yahweh or you have your, we have our way and you have Yahweh. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> this could be, uh, Reverend Will uh, meets Pastor Bill because uh, I was ordained a minister in the Church of the Creator back in 1988 by the founder of that church, uh, Ben Clausen. And, of course, uh, Church of the Creator takes a very dim view of Christianity. And uh, uh, Pastor Bill, well, he, uh, he bases his uh, beliefs pretty much in... Uh, Biblical scripture, from what I understand, and uh, well, you know, okay, don't don't speak for Bill. Uh, oh. We'll we'll wait and let Bill speak, and then we'll see where we're at here. But that you know, um, that's right. What you've got, you're trying to promote the the writings and the thinking and so on of uh, Dr. William Pierce. And you know, I was thinking before the program, uh, well, I was taking a little nap, and when I woke up, I was thinking how. Um, how there isn't anybody, you know, I I, I kind of want to get into the white, uh, pro-white or white nationalist um, lack of a movement tonight, and uh, and and you know when we look for leaders, when we look for leadership, uh, it's really hard to find anybody who's really exercising leadership the way that he did, and you know so. Uh, he's very, he's important. It's too bad he's, he's not here anymore, but, uh, he's not. So the best we have is to be inspired by what he said and wrote. But there's nobody, there's been nobody like him since. And then another one is, uh, is, uh, you know, the, uh, now I can't think of his name. Uh, Slenderman. No, no, um, that's on your, uh, <laughs> The uh, the other leader that we had, who was uh, dressed up in a uniform, I can't think of his name. Oh well, but Rockwell. Uh, George Rockwell. Yeah, Rockwell. Uh, you know, he was quite an active person who was really building things. But we don't have anything like that. So uh, I have to give. Uh, you know, I have to look at William Pierce when I look. I read some things on your blog today, and I was just, you know, it was like a, you kind of. I kind of forget about him, and then it comes across as. As how powerful he was and everything he wrote and spoke, I mean, just really came across more than anybody I think uh, since. So okay, so it's very good what you're doing, and uh, and this is a big part of what you 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 this is what you think is the best contribution to make is to keep uh, promoting William Pierce's. Well, views. It's, is that right? It's something positive, and like right now, I've, for the last three days, I've been uh, transcribing from the best of Attack and National Vanguard an article from 1973, 40 years ago. It's called uh, The Alienated Society. And as I type it, uh, I assimilate what he wrote, and it's uh, it's just so powerful. I don't know why more people don't 
don't want to just help with a simple project like this because typing this stuff is really fun. It's it, and once yeah. and on the blog, then people can send it to forums and other blogs and whatever. Where, well, I would think more people would. If I wasn't doing all the things I'm doing, I would certainly be willing to do that. And you know, uh, Bill, any Bill, think anytime you want to come in and say something while we're discussing Will's site, you're welcome to do so. Um, but uh, we'll do the same with your site in just a minute. So let's go on to your current uh, post, the first post you have on there right now, uh, which is Sluderman, the artist of blood and soil, which you wanted to talk about a little bit. That's the last one I put up on January 18th, mm-hmm. and. Uh, to your listeners again, it's uh, http uh, williamlutherpierce.blogspot.com, and it'll come up as the first article, but it's uh, Sluderman, Artist of Blood and Soil, and it's uh, it's about uh, George Sluderman van Langewaide. I'm not a German speaker, so I'm sure I butchered that, but he uh, was a graphic artist, and uh, well, it there's a short bio there about him, and I put some pictures of his artwork there. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful it, stuff. I added, I added a YouTube video which has him uh, singing one of his folk songs. So it's actually his voice and uh, his music. He was a songwriter, and uh, and I have a picture of him there, a photo. And then today. I found another picture that wasn't on the internet. Uh, it's in my, my encyclopedic work uh, by Mortimer Davidson's Kunst in Deutschland, 1933 through 45, Maleri 2. And right. I, I think it's a self portrait since. Well, the, it looks like him. It certainly yeah, does look like, like him. That's when I did an image search on that one wasn't there, so I said, "Well, hey, let's put that one up." So I put yeah. that book up on my scanner, and there it is, magic. Well, I think that's great, of course. And you know, you and I are both artists, and I want to congratulate you on selling your portrait of David Duke, which uh, you okay. sold recently. I understand. Yeah, well, the fund went, went to a good cause. Uh, you can rest assured. Good, good. That's good. And uh, this this is uh, I hope people read this and uh, of course listen to the listen to him singing. I've, I've listened to it several times. We wanted to put it on this program, but I couldn't. I didn't have time to figure out a way to do it. I'm not very technically proficient. So they but they can go right there and turn it on and listen. And you've, he's got a great uh, uh, portrait here in, in uh, woodcut like of uh, Adolf Hitler. Now was he uh, a follower of Hitler? Was oh, he yeah. a National Socialist? He uh, he was born uh, 110 years ago, 1903. So he was contemporary. Mm-hmm. Uh, he uh, he joined the NSDAP in 1928, so he was early. And uh, mm-hmm. he, of course, he lost a lot of his uh, commissions. He was he was a professionally trained artist, but he lost a lot of his commissions uh, once his politics uh, came to the fore. You can relate to that. And uh, anyway, he uh, he joined the SA, and uh, in 1941 he volunteered for the Eastern Front. Uh, he was captured by the British, spent a year as a POW, and when he came out, his hard heart 
had been hardened. He never gave up. He uh, he kept the same politics uh, to the till he died in I think '78 or something. But uh, he was kind of like Dr. Pierce. He uh, like the article said he uh, he ignored social norms and the conventions of attire. He didn't care about money or possessions. And, yeah. You know he was uh, he was not a, a material. And he was a, a, a spiritual man. You well, know? that's like a lot of us, right? At least it must be because we don't have a lot of possessions. All <laughs> right. Well, thank you, Will. That that was that was good. Um, let's let uh, let's turn to Bill Fink now. Uh, and Bill, let's look at your. Uh, I'm going to switch to your mind comp page, and um, why don't you tell us? Uh, because there'll be a lot of people who don't know. Why you added this to your website, and how long have you been running this, Christaginia.org, and uh, and things like that? Well, I, I, I began Christaginia.org in January of 2009, mostly as the home of my own writing, and my main website has... Almost exclusively my own writing. It has probably a couple of thousand pages, several hundred of my own essays and, and biblical translations and um, many related things like that. I do have videos and, and articles occasionally from other sources when I, I want to use them to demonstrate a point on, on social or political issues, which should concern all white people today, right? The Mein Kampf Project, it, if you understand um, what we like to call or, or what we usually call 2C-line Christian identity, that then you understand that, that the Jews are the real devils in the world. I, I mean, there are others in, in league with them, but, but the Jews are basically the leaders of the pack, right? If you understand Christian identity and you truly understand the Bible, you'll understand that the history of our race on the earth has evolved in, in around a struggle between two groups of people and today those two groups of people are represented by the white Aryan man on the one side and, and the Jew and the corruptors of all civilization on the other side and if we really understand the events of the Second World War we would understand that that was the, the um the focal point of the Second World War was the Jewish will to destroy Aryan Germany in the heart of Central Europe and to take Europe over for themselves. And they enlisted basically the with their power of the purse, which they gained with which they've had for several centuries through the Bank of England, but they gained in America in 1913. That they actually enlisted the Anglo-American. Saxon races to, to destroy their own brethren on the continent. And, and basically, that's the way I see World War II and, and World War I. And, and that story has to be presented. World War II has to be presented in those terms. And, and that's what the Mein Kampf Project strives to do. Okay. Thank you. Well, that, um, well there's a lot there. there it, talk about archives, you know, like the archives for, for William Pierce. There's a lot of, you've got a lot of things archived. Well, well, the Montana Project, you know, while my main site, while Christagenia.org houses um, almost exclusively my own writing, you know, I have some copies of Greek 
classics that I've accumulated, and I have more that are going to be posted. But but Christogenia.org is almost exclusively my own writing, my own historical essays, my own biblical translations. Where the Mein Kampf site, well, well, I can't do everything, right? And, and there's a lot of excellent revisionist work done by other people, and 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 I post that whenever I think that it's underrepresented on the internet, for one, and, and where it's crucial, where, where it's crucial to the story that I'm trying to tell. And one example of that is, is um, you know, I have an article by William Pierce on, on, on the Mein Kampf site, Gun Control in Germany, 1928-1945. It's an excerpt of the, um, the, the pertinent material from National Vanguard books. But, but that's something that, you know, we're, that they're always likening Obama to Adolf Hitler. And that's, you know, that's just a continuation of the big lie told by the Jews. That's all it is. And trying to say that gun confiscation in America, you know, we're going to end up like the Jews because the Nazis confiscated the guns in Germany. And that's all a lie. And Pierce did a good job exposing that. So, so I posted his article so that I could show people, you know, why rewrite the story myself if Pierce did a good job. So I could show people. That that um that this myth that the Nazis confiscated guns is basically a lie. So so you know I take advantage of other people's writings, but when it's easier not to reinvent the wheel. But there is some of my own writing on a Mein Kampf site. What where 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 it's where, where certain things are pertinent, like my my essays that um prove that Adolf Hitler was a Christian and and also prove that um he didn't like pagans and 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 little things like um. The, the lies of Otto Strasser and, and Douglas Reed pertaining to Adolf Hitler and, and um, the, the Bavarian communist Soviet state that, that sprang up for a while in 1919 and other little things like that. Okay, thanks. Um, well, now you've also just recently put on something that is really uh, important to me and should be important to everyone, and it is in a lot of places, but not it's probably not as well known as it should be. I took it from, uh, I put it on my own site uh, and referred to yours uh, for the uh, for the transcript and the videos because uh, this is Sylvia Stoltz uh, had given a speech, uh, one of her first public, you know, uh, talks uh, in, uh, was it in, uh, when was it, in November or something? Yeah, in November at this anti-censorship censorship coalition in uh, Switzerland. And uh, she... There's a tra- I, I appreciate that you put the transcript here because I it's I was able to read it a lot faster than if I'd sat through and you know of the video for 40 minutes or so. Uh, so which is does have uh, subtitles to it now, so that's good. But um, I would like to see her actually saying it. Well, when I find time, I'll do that. But uh, you know, she gave such a wonderful, clear ex- uh, explanation of how the German courts and probably other European courts look at, uh, deal with uh, Holocaust, what they call Holocaust denial, and uh, that there is no, there's no crime, there's no evidence of any crime, but they make it criminal anyway. And she makes that so clear, and people should read that um, or watch the video, but, you know, read it too and see how, uh, how, how that's done and what a deception it is. You know, what a total falsification it is and a travesty of justice but uh, now she's in trouble again uh, there's this guy uh, in um, I, I don't know if he's a Jew but he probably is uh, now I don't Kit, Kittner or something 
I've got that on my own site, which I don't have in front of me. But uh, he's, uh, you know, he's trying to bring charges with the Swiss prosecutors uh, against her and the man who uh, who uh, who uh, su- uh, sponsored the the uh, conference in Switzerland. And so, uh, you know, uh, she's such an exceptionally brave woman. So I want to commend you for getting getting that on there so quickly. You're one of the first. Well, well, she is a brave woman. She, she's um, she, she's very courageous, and and the Holocaust, you know, Holocaust revisionism to me, revisionism to me is really only a small part of World War II history which needs to be revised. Oh, because, sure. You know, the entire thing is that the entire history of not only World War II but uh, of Europe all the way back to the to the Napoleonic times and, and the French Revolution are, is told through Jewish eyes, and and it's all a lie and and it's all misrepresented. Yes, and well, it is, it is. Okay, so now uh, let's get. Uh, I want to get back for a minute to Will, and then we'll let you guys talk about things. I've kind of been talking an awful lot, um, and that is Will. I I read today on your blog um, the Friday, November thirtieth editorial, or this is really for both of you. You know, I'm what I'm going to bring up here. Uh, dividing the race, it's titled. I, it doesn't have an author, but I assume it must be by William Pierce. And when I read it, it sounded like it. So yeah, absolutely <laughs> did. So, um, and uh, some things that he said here that I liked in the in the beginning, he said the most important complication is that many white women, probably a majority, are on the side of their men, and many heterosexual white males have joined the other side. Furthermore, there is much which can be done about the situation. Well, then he goes on, but I was rather surprised to read that and pleased because we usually hear about how bad the white women are and what trash they are. And uh, uh, But I, I agree with him that women would stick with their men, but uh, the men are not always very good examples. What do you say? What do you think he meant by that? Well, exactly what he said. Uh, he uh, he wrote another had another essay years later. Uh, uh, fashion before truth, and how women uh, tend. Oh yeah, fashion. To, uh, yeah. You know, they're trendy. They go with the ladies. Yeah, he he talks about that in this one too. And uh, I, I liked it when he said that they're given a choice uh, between red hair curlers and blue hair curlers. He, he had quite a sense of humor. <laughs> Take your yeah, he did. He had he was quite a brilliant man. He had to be, you know, because uh, he always got right to the essence of things. Well, then he goes on to say a little bit later, uh, he was ta- had giving a talk to college students, and uh, he said some agreed with him, but uh, n- but not many. Nearly all of the ones who agreed were males, and he's but so there it was a little switch. But then he said, unfortunately. Many of them, males with a low testosterone level, who crept up to me quietly afterward and expressed their approval when no one else was around to hear them. I was safe. So he's criticizing the men. Get a uh, get a backbone, son. (laughs) Well, and you repeat what I'm saying. Uh, If you believe it, repeat it. Uh, Make a noise. Uh, Don't uh, slither up here and uh, nod your approval and with a wink. You know, he's he's telling us to uh, 
had the courage of our convictions to uh, own our words, to get out there and uh, say that preserving our gene pool, protecting our gene pool is necessary. It's uh, the right thing to do. It's, uh, you know, it's all just straightforward talk. So, uh, yeah, well, did the two of you, uh, either of you, both of you, uh, what do you, do you think that the Internet has, while it's been a big uh, help in so many ways, has has brought about more people who are just on the sidelines talking and watching and so on and uh, using pseudonyms and so on and not uh, not feeling they have to do any 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 physical activity or any any real activity or organizing. Yeah, it's kind of lazy. Uh, 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 Dr. Pierce called it the perfect medium for the liar. You know, uh, anybody can be anything they want to be. A man can be a girl and, uh, you know, tend to be uh, on your side. And uh, But you'll never meet them. And when you when you uh, try to contact them, yeah, it, they, they're, they're gone. Poof. You know, it's the Internet. It's a, it's a means. It's not the end. It's a tool that we can use if we use it properly. But uh, most yeah. of the- most of the activity on the internet is uh, a lot of gossip and uh, just tr- trading information and stuff. There's really no purpose to it that I can see. It's uh, everybody's all over the board. Whatever you believe, that's fine, you know. And uh, Dr. Pierce had a, a pretty strict ideology, and he put it out there, and uh, he. Uh, he was doing the fisherman like the Christian, you know, if you like it, come on board, you know, and uh, if you don't like it, go over there to uh, Pastor Bill Fink. Uh, he'll have you. <laughs> yeah. What, what do you question. say to that, Bill? Well, I don't quite see it that way. I think I'm probably just as picky as who, as to who listens to me as William Pierce was. Well, it, I, I'm more picky. Okay, you told me you were a double seed line identity Christian, and I uh, don't I may be wrong, but doesn't that mean that uh, Cain was not really sired by Adam, but by the serpent in the Garden of Eden? Is that am I got getting that right? Well, well, you know that's an allegory used to represent a race mixing event. I that's see. what it is. Okay, I, I have papers on that on my site. If you want to go read them, now you could run along and do that. I went to your site for a few minutes, but I saw where uh, you said uh, Hitler was a Christian and Jesus was a white man, an Aryan, and uh, I, I think I nodded off and uh, woke up a few minutes later. And uh, well, well, you know that's that that's the problem with you turkeys. That's the problem with you people. You know the Jews are lying today, but you take it for granted that they're telling the truth about the Bible and the ancient world. Why do you believe the Jews when they talk about the Bible? Why do you believe the Jews when they claim they're the people of the book? Had the Jews ever told the truth? Well, I don't take it for granted. Yeah, you all take it for granted. You all take it for granted. I don't believe them, no. Uh, uh, I, my position is that uh, Mr. Hitler was not a Christian. He was absolutely a Christian. It's all throughout Mein Kampf. His Christian philosophy, you see, you don't know a damn thing about Christianity, so you can't recognize it. Okay, well, all right. You you got me there, Bill. Hey, but I've got got a book, Hitler's Secret Conversations, which is kind of like my Bible. I've had it for 23 years, 
Yeah, 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 you got one of those Jewish books that they made up about Hitler, a bunch of trash they yeah, made which, up. Yeah, which which one is Hitler's That's what you conversations? Got. Which one is that? Who put what that out? This was uh, <coughs> put out. Oh, I know what that is. Yeah, that's that guy, that British guy. I can't think of his name right now. I should have looked all this. I didn't. I should have realized this was going to come up. Um, and and he was the one who changed. Uh, a lot of that to make it more anti-Christian, which it wasn't. He, he made up the whole damn thing. None of, none of those anti-Christian, none of that anti-Christian diatribe that appears in that book actually appears in the original language version of the book. Mm -hmm. And right. you fell for it. You fell for it. How do you feel about that? You fell for another July. I, I fell for it, uh, Pastor Bill. Hitler's Secret Conversation, published by Farrar, Strauss, and Young, First edition, 1953. It was uh, published it was in Britain under the under that title. It translated from the French and well, well, right. And none of those anti-Christian statements appear in the French, and you fell for it. Who was Go who was the uh, editor of that? Isn't that a Liddell? No, what was that guy's name? Was that Liddell Hart, or am I thinking of something else? Trevor Roper. He wrote the Trevor Roper, right? Hadding, Hadding says that uh, that particular translation was uh, biased against Christianity and that there's another one that has come out since then. I've got the 1953 version reprinted in 1972. Well, well, if you have a dog, you should put it on the floor and you get yourself a puppy and, and maybe the book will be put to better use. Well, you know, you know uh, this, uh, it's, it's a known fact, though, Will, that this uh, Trevor Roper uh, did uh, change, add things, you know, and changed all the stuff, changed that, those uh, table talks, and it was mostly in the area of when it was about Christianity uh, okay. to make uh, Hitler say things very hateful well, toward Christianity, and he really did not have those feelings. Yeah, I know, mean, I'm with Bill there. Uh, if you ever actually read Mein Kampf, you'd realize that Adolf Hitler made positive statements about Christianity all throughout Mein Kampf, if, you, if you've actually ever knew anything about Christianity, you'd realize that National Socialism was, was its philosophical principles were actually based on sound Christian principles. If you actually knew anything about the, the National Socialist um, implementation of its platform when they came to power after 1933, you would understand that it was wholly Christian, that throughout National Socialist literature, Christian values, Christian morals were referred to again and again. Right. Comment about the translation, because that's what we're talking about. Well, it, well you're talking you, about I, some I, garbage. I, 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 hey, 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 hey. Well, let, let him say. Got two choices in my comp: the Mannheim and the Murphy. They both say essentially the same thing. One is a little more sympathetic than the other one. The other, but it's a better. More accurate translation, right? It's a matter of uh, uh, who translated it. Not well, well, Mannheim, you know, I perused the Mannheim edition, and he basically calls Hitler a babbling idiot, not so many words, and then he went and proceeded to translate Hitler so that he would sound like a babbling idiot. Well, Mark Twain said that uh, when opening the Holy Bible, one should wear gloves. Well, now, come on. Let's, let, that's that, that's not here or there. Let's talk about Mein Kampf if we want to do that. Let's let's tack one at a time and and wait for the other person to finish unless they're being really, uh, you know, 
Uh, insulting. Uh, let, let's not uh, insult uh, each other. Uh, uh, going to interrupt and talk over me and call me a turkey. A turkey. Well, you're you're calling uh, some names too, Will. So um, let's. Uh, have you read Mein Kampf? Will. Yes, I've read Mein Kampf. Okay. All right. In English, I've got both editions, and uh, and uh, I've compared them and. Uh, he talks a little bit about uh, the God and the gods and goddesses, and uh, and uh, he uh, was appealing to uh, uh, an electorate that was ninety percent Christian. So he uh, oh, you think he had to lie? He kind of had to lie to them or uh, soft soap them to uh, gain their support, right? <clears throat> but and that was written That's in a total Christian. misrepresentation of Adolf Hitler's Christian yeah. statement. Yeah. Hey, just let me I think it is, too. <laughs> Whoa, hold on. There are Christian statements in Adolf Hitler's okay. speech right up to 1945. He wrote it when he was in his early 30s. And then uh, when he was in his early 50s, he he dictated that to Rudolf Hess, his aide. And in when early, he was in his 50s? Well, the I'm talking about... The Hitler's secret conversations that he that he oh. to Martin Bormann. You're talking about the July's Trevor Roper invented. That's what you're talking about. You know, and that thing, that book, whatever book it is that says that this was uh, Martin Bormann, that he was talking to Martin Bormann and answered, that is fake. And what what it was was that there were some Martin Bormann uh, saw to it that a couple of uh, uh, aides uh, took notes during uh, Hitler's talks at the table because he would go on for hours and people they realized it was so brilliant and it was just going to waste and so uh, they started taking these notes and Hitler said it was okay for them to do that and Bormann was overseeing that because Bormann to me was a very faithful um, lieutenant to, uh, to Adolf Hitler I, I don't think he was a, 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 a traitor or anything and uh, and then uh, some then these things uh, these these are the originals and they never got they were in German and then when these uh, translators got hold of them like this Trevor Roper he changed it around so uh, that's why it's not reliable and you can't go by that. Well, we just look at what actually transpired in the right. Okay, Hitler had the crosses removed from the churches, replaced them with swastikas. Are you kidding? Well, well, that's a total lie. It's not what it is. Well, Where did you get that? He had this huge comic book, right? You got this from <laughs> huge comic book. Did he have Hitler youth meetings on Sunday? Is that a lie? He Here didn't it. take the crosses off the church. He took them out of the classroom, and they put uh, Hitler's picture up, I think, what happened in the schools, but that's not in the churches. Hey, do you believe uh, anything Savitri Devi says? I don't care for Sabitri Debbie that I much. I like her. I like her. She said well, national socialism is infinitely more more than a mere political creed. The fact that it is a way of life, a faith in the fullest sense of the word. One could say a religion, however different it may at first appear from every existing system thus labeled in current speech. Religions are not as easy to uproot as political creeds. Okay, and don't read a whole lot, because I was going to tell you before the show that I don't want long things being read. 
because well, we're going to talk about what we believe and what you think and what Bill thinks and not read from books. Well, and we don't care what Savitri Debbie says. Okay, well, he's going to would appeal so quickly to the words of a camel jockey. Uh, I don't get that. Okay. Camel jockey, okay, yeah. Yeah, well. well you see, I you be see the biggest division in this so-called movement is uh, the, the Christian patriots like you and the biological races like me. See, yeah, you're now, not a biological racist. You're, you're a worshiper of Jews more, more than you accuse that of, that of Christians. And yet that double seed line stuff, isn't that Martin Lindstadt's uh, creed double seed line? Oh, that, that's below the belt. Martin Lindstadt is a clown oh, and a fool. And you can't, you can't, if you want to tar somebody with Martin Lindstadt. You just That's made the wrong. biggest clown in white na- and and and, and the, the biggest clown that calls himself a white nationalist. You just gave him credibility, right? Do, hey, do you understand that? You ought to defend him. He believes uh, he believes in, that Cain was sired by the serpent. You, you just serpent. took yeah yeah. Well, there's a lot of people that, that that believe the sky was blue and and that the moon is made of cheese. I won't defend them either, right? The sky is blue. Well, well, that it doesn't isn't. defend you just because you believe that. How do you know that the moon's not made of cheese? You been there? All right, let's, um, let's, you know, this was not supposed to be an argumentative put down kind of thing, and I, uh, let's, uh, let's be respectful. From the beginning, right? You're, you're, uh, you're against a a Christian identity minister, and, uh, they're, they're they're polar opposites. Look you, here, so. wait a minute. You you know you are you you are trying to attack, uh, be in an attack mode, and there's no you know there's no not going to be any gain from that. Let's let's just discuss some of these things, but not this in this okay, way of attacking. Okay. I'm well, Hitler was not a Christian, not in his later years certainly, and uh, and well, Jesus, well, if he ever lived at all, was a Jew. He's not well, an Christian. Well, let let's accept that you believe that. And other people believe otherwise, and you're not going to really change your minds. Let's just accept that in advance, you know. So there's no sense uh, throwing those charges back and forth. Uh, but the fact is that uh, Adolf Hitler. I did a program myself where I where I uh, researched uh, the the uh, attitude toward Christianity in the National Socialist Party and members and so on and, and policies programs. And I concluded that it was basically Christian, and most national socialists were Christian. Some weren't, and some didn't like it, but most accepted it. And like you said yourself, uh, Will, at that time, the majority of the population by far in Germany was Christian, and Adolf Hitler had no desire to turn that around and change that and, and, and dismiss it in people. He allowed them to have the religion they were used to. Uh, he was not a serious, well, I, you know, I would differ with Bill there a little bit. I don't think he was really seriously, he, he wasn't a big fan of the Bible, but he was a fan of Jesus Christ as a, as a personality. And he was a deep believer in God. And, uh, and he, uh, you know, he, he thought Christian uh, no, civilization you, was, uh, was important uh, to hold uh, Europe together. His, was his God Jehovah, Yahweh, Allah, uh, no, it was, uh, what did he call it, Providence, and he called it God. Okay, that's I, not, I have, I have that's a video of Adolf Hitler on Christagenia on, on, on the Mein Kampf project. I have a video of Adolf Hitler appealing to Yahweh by that name 
for retribution against yeah, you. Yeah, I saw that today, Bill. Wow. He did use that word. One, he, uh, Yeho- uh, he didn't he say Jehovah? Uh, he, he may have said Jehovah, which is the, yeah, the, not Yahweh. Yeah, right. Um, but but he did say that at one at at, at one point there. He was angry, and he was using the Old Testament. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. The the um the the, the the national the, the national alliance the national socialists they didn't understand the Old Testament from a historical perspective and and very few people do you have to read an awful lot of ancient history and an awful lot of biblical literature in order to do that and and most people who concentrate on racial issues of today and, and recent history and World War II revisionism, don't read the classics and don't read biblical literature. That's my that that's what I do. I read. We're the a classics. racial we're a racial movement. Well, why should we be studying this uh, two thousand year old? Uh, because Jewish- if you don't understand the foundations of my ra- of our race, you won't understand what's going on in the world today. We're and and it's obvious to me that you don't. We're Europeans. We're not from the Middle East. Uh, that's yes, not our. We we are absolutely from the Middle East. If you ever picked up a history book and read it, you might realize that. What were we before uh, Jesus came? Uh, all those thousands of years in Europe. Uh, our ancestors were Stonehenge. What were we then? That they were in Mesopotamia. They were in Egypt. They were all white, and they were our ancestors. The Phoenicians, the Hebrews, they were all white. They were our ancestors. The Scythians. The Persians, the Assyrians, they were all white, and a lot of them were our ancestors. Whether you like it or not, that doesn't make it not true. The Scythians were in Russia. They weren't in the Middle East, were they? Oh, the Scythians were indeed in the Middle East. In fact, Herodotus in 50 B.C. wrote that for 25 years, the Scythians ruled over all Asia, including Assyria, Mesopotamia, Persia. Well, I'll defer to you on... uh... Yeah, can I can I break in here because I I don't think it uh, we we're going to have enough to well there is not a, hardly enough time to go into these issues about who was who and all uh, way back then but bringing up the racial issue I mean uh, Bill Bill I know is as much a racialist as you are uh, Will and Christians can be racialist I know a lot of very racialist Christians and there's millions more or thousands hundreds of thousands more than I know uh, so it's if 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 we, the whole point is, uh, it seems that we all have is the uh, saving our race and our racial racial solidarity. And I don't see that Christianity necessarily uh, interferes with that or gets in the way. That you're talking about the churches, uh, the you know the mainstream Christianity and so on that's been all sold out to uh, to the Jews, along with everything else. Why pick on the on the Christian church? When everything else has sold out to the Jews, and and they held out longer. I mean, the uh, the Catholic Church no, held no, out pretty long. It's not in reality. It's uh, other world. Well, that's your yeah. Face see, but but okay. see, uh, but see, that's your opinion, Will, and you don't like it. But that you can't you allow other people to like it, and if yeah, as long please. as they are racially loyal, certainly go yeah. go. Talk to an expert like Pastor Bill, who uh, who uh, will tell you all about the Bible. He's read it upwards and downwards. He's translating it and finding <laughs> Yahweh in uh, in uh, Mein Kampf. And uh, yeah, but I'm a, a creator. I'm a cosmic theist. I'm uh, a believer in the Hitler faith. 
He, he believes in a Jewish theory of evolution that one that one species can morph itself into other species. That that all life came from one cell. I've I've read your your um your cults writing on that. Well, no, and, I'm and, not and, in and a goddamn cult. Hey, hey, You guys, you're talking that, over each other. Okay, look. Uh, all right, happy uh, James Earl Ray Day to everybody out there, and uh, uh, what a great day it is. We've got the inauguration day. Uh, Obama <laughs> swore in as president on Martin Luther for Coons Bible. I mean, is that the Bible you believe in, Pastor Bill? Excuse me? Is that the Bible you believe in? The one that I don't uh, worship niggers. Don't, don't even go there, all right? I don't worship niggers, okay? Don't even go there. Don't be don't be stupid, right? So the question was, is that your Bible, the one that Obama swore in on today? What is the difference does it make if what Obama swore in on? They all swore yeah. swear oh. in on it. You know, it doesn't matter. White people, black people, they all swear oh. in on that Bible. What difference does it make? point is uh, Christianity is universalist. It's for everybody. Well, no, Christianity is not universalist. The Jews perverted it into something universalist. Oh, yeah. And a whole lot of white people followed along with that. Evolution is universalist. How about that? Yeah, okay, well. Well, uh, you know. How about you and that nigger descended from the same amoeba? He also, uh, he also used Abraham Lincoln's Bible. Did the Jews uh, pervert that one too? Huh? I mean, he's I, I think you and that nigger descended from the uh, same but That's what I think. I think you should explain that. Okay. Can, you know, I, I think we should change the subject because this one is not working out. Oh, it's doing fine, uh, Carolyn. No, it's, it's not. Just fine. It's going just fine. This is what we need to talk about. I mean, are we going to be well, a, you're not getting anywhere because, you know, you've got... Movement or are we going to be a Christian movement? You know, this guy's uh, calling me a cultist and a turkey gobbler and uh, an idiot and a Jew and all this. So, uh, well, you started I, calling yeah. names, uh, Will. Oh, you yeah. did. You started yeah. it. So let's let's uh, let's... I, I think it's really important that we talk about the gun legislation that's being tr that's being taken very seriously now, a very serious push for this by the Obama administration, helped along by the Sandy Hook shooting in Connecticut. And I think this would be a good thing to talk about as far as white nationalism goes or, or white. You know, I, I don't like the term white nationalism myself. I don't know. Both of you don't mind it because Bill's told me he, he likes it fine. But for me, um, so, you know, I try to come up with something else. But pro-white or white uh, white rights, white identity and so on. But definitely we, uh, we should, we're concerned with this. And I think that even though these politicians uh, are talking tough in the states that they're not going to let that go, they won't even follow the law if they pass it or whatever, that's, that's not, you know, if they just keep pushing it along, they'll keep moving it forward. So uh, I think that uh, there needs to be a big, big stand against it. And also, I think that this Sandy Hook uh, psyop, what I call a psyop, is so vulnerable and that should that can be used to derail this whole thing. And I would like some conversation on that. If I could okay, get it. It's just a side issue to me, uh and, it's uh, huge. As far as white nationalism, uh, it's just a, a term. But if you uh, go with the premise of our race is our nation, the acronym Orion, our mm -hmm. race is our nation. Well, then uh, white nationalism is uh, uh, 
perfectly acceptable uh, with that. And uh, I think that's how Bill and I both look at it. You know, it's uh, it's our, our race comes first. And uh, so white nationalism, uh, I'm cool with it. Uh, well, you know, I try to use terms that other people understand, right? And, and when you say white nationalist, even though we don't like the term, I don't like the term two seed line Christian identity, but I use it because people understand what I'm saying when I use it, for the most part. I other nationalists do. I don't like the term white nationalist, but I use it because when I use it, people understand what I'm saying. That there's not yet, you know, white nationalism, white is too general to be nationalism, right? I mean, the white race, it is. You know, many different branches and nations. We have Poles and Germans that have really um, not well, – well, they have some things in common culturally, but that they, they've always had an enmity historically. Can they be white nationalists together? What we need are, are, are a healthy Polish nation, white Polish nation, not the, not, not the converse of Jews, right? And, and a healthy German nation that recognize each other's right to existence and don't fall for the tricks of the Jew so they don't destroy each other, right? I, I mean, and, and the same thing with the Irish and the Scots and the English. It, it's, but, but, so the term white nationalist is too general, but when we use it, people understand what we mean. So, so that's why I use it. Yeah. Well, what about uh, what about this gun gun control thing, Bill? Do you think that's serious? Uh, Will was saying he thinks it's just a side issue. Well, well, it, it's yeah, you know, I can understand because for me personally, it's a side issue also because it's not my area, right? I'm not the current events guy usually. Uh, I mean, I know Carolyn. We have covered some things in current events that uh, I think are. are are broader, you know, fit better into the broader historical context, like what's go what was going on in the European Union and and the Jewish European Union, the Jewish European Parliament, and things like that, right? But but yeah, yeah, Sandy Hook is important. Um, it, it's important because th this time, more than any other, we have an opportunity if we use it to correct it, if we use it to correct if we use it correctly. I'm sorry, to show that this news is being manufactured, that these events are not what they're really um, being represented as being. And, and the Sandy Hook thing is all, it's all a scam. And, and mm -hmm. we it, use it properly, we can hopefully use it like another 9-11. 9-11 woke up a lot of white Americans, but not hardly enough. And, and, and No, and that was a lot bigger than this is, but... Uh but this has uh, got a lot of serious problems if you can get people to pay attention to it. That's Excuse me. I, I saw an article you sent to Bill and Ray, uh, mm -hmm. Sandy Hook and CNN and uh, oh, what's that queer name? Uh, yeah, Anderson Cooper. Anderson Cooper. Yeah, the House Queer at CNN. He was. Uh, he came out early. With news about Sandy Hook, and uh, come to find out that uh, the footage they were using for, was from a not from Sandy Hook, but from another school a few miles away, and it mm -hmm. might have been from uh, a, a drill that the children had gone through about this kind of crap, and they had filmed it, and then uh, they went on uh, the police used it and all this. Well, well, gee, imagine that. We're being lied to again by the Jewish uh, media. It, it reminded me of uh, when we were trying to go to war with Saddam Hussein, and they talked about how he he was uh, 
destroying all the wildlife and to show pictures of these oil-drenched birds uh, that he was murdering and uh, playing on our sympathies and love of the environment and all. Well, come to find out, those birds only lived uh, in Alaska. And th that, those pictures of those birds came from the Exxon Valdez oil spill up there. I mean, they were used. <laughs> this is nothing new, right? No, you're right. Now, it's nothing new, but I think if we take that attitude, well, it's just the media lying to us again, that would be a big mistake. Because in this case, we've got supposedly 20 children killed between six and seven years old and six teachers and all this thing. And they're going to they're going to carry out uh, their gun control legislation based on this. And if we just look at it that way, because in this case, for them to use false uh, information, false footage. And there's a lot more that can be said about the false footage footage uh, about this event that nothing really to, they don't have any any real video of anything really taking place at the Sandy Hook School. And so this this really could blow things wide open. Don't, don't you think it's a psyops operation, a psychological operation, where Adam Lanza was uh, <coughs> was conditioned to to do this or something? I mean, I don't so think Adam Lanza did it, but that's just oh, his, you, you know argument on details. I don't think he. I think that they killed him, but I don't think uh, he, he went in and killed all those people. He could not have. Think about it. He was a very uh, slight person, and he couldn't have been gotten so done up on some kind of pills that he had, and I don't even know that he did, wasn't even taking medication, as far as they say. So even if he did take some stuff, he couldn't go and turn himself into a, a wild murderer like that in that short period of time and kill all those people. Uh, you know, he it would be impossible. And well, everybody mama, knows it. Uh, his mama was afraid of him, and his friends... Oh, she was not. You read that somewhere. That's I just read it somewhere. Stuff. Right. I read it somewhere. Yeah, and it's she... she it, there's... Well, I don't know in this case if I would believe anything that the media says about any of these characters. First, because it, it's it, it, it might be evident that there was no shooting at all, that there mm -hmm. may not have been a shooting at all. Has anybody seen a body? Has no. anybody seen one child's body? Of course not. That well, hey, look, uh, it's uh, proliferating. We we all had guns growing up. We never had shootings like this. It's uh, become part of our culture, the uh, violence and. Uh, well, the, I think a lot of them have been set up. I, I don't think they're all uh, legit. Even if the people are on drugs, uh, I think they use that kind of as a, you know, how many people who go that crazy. Uh, usually they do violence to themselves or members of their family. They don't go out and kill people in public like that. I think most some, of those are psyops. Uh, some Hispanic kid in New Mexico killed his whole family today. Just went in, shot, killed his mama, then killed his brothers and sisters, and killed. Yeah, and, yeah, they kill their family, but they don't go out and kill a bunch of other people. Unless he's a son of Sam uh, with voices in his head, I, I can't imagine. Uh, uh, that the Jews made him do it. I mean, good God. Uh, it, no, I mean, that's the wrong way to put it. I'm not, I, I believe that's probably what this kid did. But I don't know. I haven't read about it. But I think this is a totally different thing because it's being used to push legislation. That's something that would be a red flag right away. Well, they've been doing this for years.
And well, Obama, but they, yeah, but it's, yeah. Obama surrounded himself with all those little children when he signed those uh, executive orders the other day for gun control. And, That's uh, right. He was right. tapping into that, uh, like those six and seven year old kids knew what the hell he was doing with them. You know, it's, uh, it's all propaganda and, uh, white people better stand up and not let goddamn government, uh, disarm us. Keep your guns. And, uh, <clears throat> well, I think there needs to be plenty of, uh, talk about that. I think people need, I think people need to quit going along with the story. Too many people, too many white people are going, I mean, even, uh, where white people like like ourselves are going along with this story, the government story, and accepting it, and then still wanting to be against the gun control. But I think we need to break open the deception that the media is using. Uh, I think uh, that's just as important. So we've got two things here, gun control issue and fake news issue. And we really need to take advantage of this to get to uh, expose the fake news issue. Well, well, that's what you said before is the key, Carolyn, is how to get people to pay attention. I mean, you know, Mike Delaney is, has published millions of copies of okay. 9 Missing Links, and people still don't. They don't care. They're not phased by it. Yeah, I know. Well, we're, we're going on our break. Ladies and gentlemen, we will be back in five minutes with our two wonderful guests, and uh, we will continue for another hour, so stay with us.
alle gingen damals einen schweren Gang. Und ich schaue auf die Bilder an Omas Wand. Opa, ich vermisse dich und ich glaube fest daran, egal was man auch erzählt. Du warst ein guter Mann, die Oma sagt, du warst ein Held. Und gab sein Leben für das Land. Ihre Tränen lügen nicht. Und zu gern hätte ich dich gekannt. Opa, ich vermisse dich. Und ich glaube fest daran. Egal was man auch erzählt. Du warst ein guter Mann. Die Oma sagt, du warst ein Held und gab sein Leben für das Land. Ihre Tränen lügen nicht und zu gern hätte ich dich gekannt. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is Carolyn Yeager, and this is the Heretics Hour tonight. We're now uh, moving into our second hour, and my guests are Will Williams and uh, William Fink. And they, we went over their websites uh, earlier in the first hour. It's uh, um, www.williamlutherpierce.blogspot.com, the legacy of Dr. William Pierce, and uh, Bill Fink's uh, website is www.christagenia.org and his special subdomain mk.christagenia.org, which stands for Mein Kampf. And now, um, you know, I would like to lead from what Bill was saying right as we went into the break, I would like to lead that into this asking both of you to comment on the state of uh, our, our fight for white autonomy in the U.S., and is there a fight, or is there only surrender? And then also, though, maybe before we go to that, um, what both of you think should be done about this um, gun control legislation beyond just saying, keep your guns, you know, keep your guns. But, you know, they're going to make a real effort to uh, pass laws, and when the when the laws are passed, people obey the law. They're afraid not to. And I'll, let me just throw in here that about assault weapons. You know, I used to think about assault weapons they say people don't need assault weapons and you know what? it sounded reasonable to me but i've been thinking i've been listening to some people and now i understand that individuals need assault weapons they need these types of rifles in order to defend themselves from the crazy people that come around and a, a little revolver or something you know in your house is not going to be enough you can't defend yourself uh, properly with that 
Well, you don't your need family. a assault weapon to defend your home, but you do need uh, military-type weapons to defend against a tyrannical government that has military weapons. That that's, was the intent of the Second Amendment, was uh, the armed militia was us. And, well, I think you need automatic weapons to defend your home. Well, well, let me say a couple of things. Uh, okay. Why not a grenade? Uh, all you need is gasoline. I mean, uh, what are they going to ban? They're going to ban everything. I mean, uh, we, we, if you're in a an area like I'm in, where every neighbor around you has plenty of guns, and, uh, and yeah, that's different. You know, uh, but uh, I pity you poor people who live in uh, uh, Chicago and New York and Washington D.C., surrounded by niggers, armed niggers, uh, marauding niggers. And uh, you can't even own a handgun. I mean, uh, they've already disarmed you, friends. Well, yeah. that's right. That's very, very dangerous. So let, let Bill say what he wants. Let, to let say. me say a couple of things. First, he's right about the Second Amendment. We're, we're supposed to be able to defend ourselves from tyrannical government. And we're supposed to be able to defend ourselves from possible invaders. And we're not supposed to rely upon the government for our self-preservation because the government cannot deny us that. Can, cannot, uh, I'm sorry, the government cannot provide us that. They cannot make that promise for your safety, and they don't. They really don't care about your safety. If they cared about your safety, we would have no niggers. Now, the, um, the, the, you know, the, the thing about assault weapons is that the whole argument is a lie. Real assault weapons are already out of the reach of most, most, uh, most gun owners. Because real assault weapons, fully automatic weapons are, are outlawed in most states are very difficult to obtain permits for. Okay, these semi-automatic weapons that the media calls assault weapons, most of them are basically just souped-up squirrel shooters. They're souped-up hunting rifles, and they're no better than, than you know your average real tough-looking assault weapon like a um, an AR-15 is really um, no better than than the average hunting rifle. That they're not, and 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 they just look. Millet. I disagree with you there. You can put an uh, AR-15 on Super Smash. That's a little bit different than uh, plinking uh, squirrels. Well, now, well, you ask about uh, uh, what you do about uh, protecting our gun right there. I, I suggest a couple of things uh, is to go uh, lobby your local county sheriff and inform him what some of these other sheriffs are doing around the country where they're refusing to enforce uh, federal Gun laws, and also uh, stay up on what your state legislature is doing about it. There, there are several states now. I think Tennessee is one of them where I live, where they're uh, they're just not going to go along with it. They're gonna uh, they're gonna uh, rebuke uh, Obama and his, yeah. When his, they say that, I wonder if they will actually see it through. You know, well, because it's just something in the real world that we can do is, uh, you know, uh, force this legislation on your state, uh, your uh, fellow citizens, and uh, and get your sheriffs, the highest law in the land, to uh, to rebuke it, to uh, say he's not going to uh, take away his citizens' guns. You know, I'm going to call my sheriff. Uh, this week or tomorrow or something, because I used to know him. I'm going to call him and ask him uh, what uh, what his what his stand is on all this. We're he, we're pretty good around where I live, but uh, I'm going to do that. That's a good uh, good idea, Will and everybody. I've been a sheriff uh, last election cycle. A man who was running for sheriff here 
and I went to a question and answer period with him. He gave his uh, speech, and uh, I raised my hand, and uh, <clears throat> I said, uh, what are you going to do about all these illegal immigrants? And he, he was just uh, taken aback. He couldn't believe I'd ask uh, such an impolite question. He, he said, well, well, that's a federal problem. We can't... Uh, we can't do anything about it. I said, I'll be goddamned if we can't do anything about it. We round them up and we uh, take care of them. And, uh, he, you know, that's the attitude of a lot of these guys. They uh, they just don't want to uh, do the right thing. You know, they want to just uh, go along to get along and uh, and try to win their elections just like everybody else does. Right. Well, well, well that's that- good. I think that's good. Uh, just Just one second, Bill. That, uh, that this is something everybody can do, uh, who cares about this. We can go to our local authorities and talk to them about it because that's where it's going to come down to that. And, uh, and there is a, a, something's been circulated. I just saw it, but I wasn't able to really look at it. A sheriff's group, uh, saying that they, you know, not going to, if anything like that is passed, they're going to not, uh, carried out and they want other people to join them and so on. Well, states attorney generals can uh, deputize uh, state and local law enforcement to enforce uh, uh, federal laws like immigration uh, laws that that aren't being enforced, or they can uh, go against illegal laws, you know? I mean, uh, Tennessee's, uh, there's a rumbling uh, in the volunteer states. People are, I mean, uh, Western uh, Tennessee lost. That's Black Tennessee, but uh, in Eastern Tennessee, up in these hills, uh, these this is a good place to be when the, when the shit hits the fan. Pardon it, my French, but uh, I, I really feel for you people in the cities. You better get out. You better make plans. Okay, Bill, your turn. Well, well, you know, I was in law enforcement in the 1980s, right? Cops don't know the first thing about the Constitution. Cops don't know anything about the, the Bill of Rights. They're not taught any of that unless they go learn it on their own. Most sheriffs were cops. They were county cops. They were local cops that, that eventually, being politically motivated, ran for sheriffs. Most of the sheriffs that I ever knew were ex-cops that ran for sheriff and became sheriffs. And, and cops only know... What, what their academies teach them about the state codes and, and statutes in, in whatever state they're in. They don't have a clue about the Constitution. And, and that's the case in, in, in uh, I bet, among 99% of the nation's cops, that they think that they only know what they're told for political expediency and, and what they're trained in their state statutes. And, 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 well, and I local- don't think we can depend on, on police to turn against their... Uh- employers or whatever and you know uh, you know protect the people uh as long as they get a paycheck and that paycheck has perceived value they won't no they won't they're authoritarian by nature and uh they're gonna they're gonna uphold the law but unfortunately the law is being interpreted for them by uh in seminars closed uh door invitation only seminars by the Southern Poverty Law Center and the ADL defining well, what a hate crime is and uh, how awful we are and uh, we don't get yeah. a hearing. You know, uh, we're we're, uh, we're subject to uh, uh, treble punishment just because uh, we may belong to an organization or something. And uh, I mean, this is uh, these law enforcement people. There, a lot of them are just like us. They just uh, they haven't 
had the riot act explained to them in terms that they understand, you know, it's race. Mm -hmm. But their, their wives are white, their children are white, all their families white, you know, and, uh, it's going to come to that. I, I don't particularly, uh, care to run for sheriff, but, uh, I'd like to be able to, uh, communicate with my sheriff and, uh, let him know we're out here, you know? Well, I think that's what we should be doing. I think we should take hold of this gun control issue and we should go to our local, uh, authorities, especially the sheriff and, uh, and talk to the sheriff and find out what he has to say. And if he's wishy-washy and mealy mouth about it, then to get some people together and to, you know, just continue to, uh, press on these things because this is where it's going to come down to if the, this would, this would be where I guess, uh, the old militia was thinking in terms of, you know, where you get the local, you get local resistance. Well, the well, sheriff is up and, uh, have some talking points that you can learn and go to your, uh, your own sheriff, uh, from an informed point of view, you know, just look up some of these sheriffs who are uh, in Montana and Wyoming out west and, uh, uh, I mean, they're, you got the internet. They're not hard to find. Mm-hmm. And, uh, then they, you get your, your talking points and, uh, go talk to your sheriff. Well, I won't have any trouble talking to my sheriff. He was, a, he was sure. always a pretty nice guy. Bill? Most sheriffs and sheriff's departments get funding from federal law enforcement programs. They get funding from federal law enforcement agencies. They work closely with them. They identify themselves as being on the same side. They don't really see the differences between states and states' rights and, and federal police and federal tyranny, and, and they just don't identify themselves that way. They, they think that that, that it's, it's all part of the same system, it's all good, and, and they don't want to risk losing funding and taking a stand, even though even a lot of the sheriffs that know um, the Constitution and the difference between um, federal legislation and constitutional law or, or, or what we expect in constitutional that they, they, they still don't want to risk losing their funding and their status and, and, and the federal programs that they participate in. And well, the, 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 the federal government got got you know got this kind of power through uh, taking over the funding and taking over all these things from the states, absolutely. getting the absolutely. states' money and then sending it back to them. Absolutely. Um, yeah, and uh, see, step by step, we give in. I mean, we constantly have allowed all this uh, well Jewish control and Jewish power to take place. And liberal and, and uh, power to take place, and not really s- taking a stand. And what makes me sick is that ever since I got into this from like 2005 or something, uh, people I hear people saying, "Well, when it when this happens, then I'll be you know, then I'll be out in the street with the rest of them." Or I'll, when this happens, this this when it gets bad enough, people will stand up and do something. No, they did. As bad as it gets, it gets it will get worse, and still people won't stand up and do something. So that's a that shouldn't be listened to. Well, well, people sell them out. I mean, pe- pe- people sell themselves out. They're hordes. I, I mean, people want federal dollars coming into their districts. They elect the the biggest whore lawyer they could find 
to bring federal law enforcement dollars into their districts. Um, and the federal prison system, for instance, is basically used as a jobs program for depressed areas. And, and, and they love building big $25 billion. Well, well, that's an exaggeration, but several hundred million dollar federal prisons in depressed areas. And, and it brings people in from outside as employees. It brings people in from outside to visit. It pumps up the census numbers in, in yeah. the counties. That's a, good, that's a good point, Bill. Right here in my county, we're a very depressed, uh, economically depressed county. We only have 18,000 people in the county, and uh, they built a prison here uh, 15, 20 years ago, and of course, it's 70% black. Right. County that's 90, almost 98% white. So and, uh, the, the downside is that these niggers' families move here so they can visit them, and uh, <laughs> They hire nigger guards, and all of a sudden, uh, we've got a nigger problem where we didn't have before. But the the merchants and, and other people in the county love the money it brings in, and they worship that and, instead of their own race, and, and they, 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 they sold themselves out. Mammon. Mammon. Is that what you're saying? Right. Mammon. I was trying to use the French pronunciation, Mammon. Okay, <laughs> it's the love of mammon. It's the love of money, and and people sell themselves out. And and it's the same thing with these sheriffs' departments with with, with federal law enforcement dollars. And 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 it is true that the ADL the ADL is the primary source of information that all of the country's law enforcement turns to when it comes to religious sects and hate groups. The ADL is teaching all of our law enforcement agencies what hate is. So when you have the Jews, the most hateful bastards in world history, teaching our law enforcement what hate is, what do you think is the outcome of that? Okay, uh, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to open up something here. Um, about uh, our white leaders or our, our white movement or our white whatever and how well it's doing. And I'm going to talk about, which I send to both of you, uh, this radio interview that David Duke did with Gordon Duff on December 13th. Um, and I listened to it just this past week. And I was really, really horrified because, you know, I have, a, a, I have written about Gordon Duff and I have a very poor opinion of him. And uh, he is uh, part Jewish, and uh, and I think he's a he's a disinfo agent basically. But now Duke has become very friendly with him, and he said about Gordon Duff. Uh, Gordon Duff is the editor is uh, runs the Veterans Today website, um, which has kind of gone downhill since it was big heyday uh, like a year ago, but it's still going. And uh, David Duke said some things. Uh, he, he seems to be very good friends with Gordon Duff. And he says he's a man he very much admires and respects. And Gordon said, uh, as with David, I have a lot of Jewish friends. And then David said uh, at the towards the end, uh, as they were saying, after they said goodbye to him, I think, I love this guy. You know, and, and Gordon was lying through his teeth uh, through the whole show, you know, bragging about all these people he knows and, you know, all these uh uh, you know, intelligence agents that work at Veterans Today and all, you know, all this stuff, and which he always talks about. And, you know, I just say, what is wrong with David Duke? And 
why is is there some uh, reasoning behind uh, what he's doing? Uh, Hatting Scott gave some reasons, but I don't I don't like it. Hatting has come in on the call, so he's here if, if he wants to say something. But you two get a chance to answer that first. Especially yeah, you. I'm just, I'm yeah. just that, and uh, uh, I know David, and uh, and he's widening his horizons, I believe. And uh, he's a politician, Carolyn. So uh, he's, uh, you know, a politician has to kind of uh, please everybody. And uh, but I'm not going to attack David Duke uh, because he's uh, uh, on uh, what is it? Rents Radio. I never listened to that. Never listened to David's show until you sent me that. And uh, but that Dave, that Gordon Duff fellow. Uh, I'd seen articles from Veterans Today before being a veteran, you know. And uh, uh, I passed along a few that I read uh, that uh, I had no idea who owned it or anything, but they were interesting. And then uh, I hear him. I don't like the sound of the guy. He comes on uh, saying that uh, Veterans Today is a multicultural cultural military organization. He's not anti-Semitic, but he's anti-Zionist. And he's got uh, 200 employees. Good God, what we could do with 200 employees. Uh, he, uh, You know, what shocked me the most was when he was bragging and uh, he said he had uh, had three former FBI deputy directors on staff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Goddamn. He says uh, he that his company maintains our nation's no-fly list. Uh, I mean, does that include domestic terrorists? That this uh, an- not anti-Semitic Jew boy. Uh, I mean, uh, that was the. The point that I got out of that, and uh, I actually made a note of it, but uh, the rest of it was just uh, bullshit. Uh, uh, well, it was. You know, I've I've heard uh, Gordon Duff on quite a lot of radio shows, and uh-huh. when he gets going, he he just lies like a trooper. I mean, he says anything, and every time it's a little different. You know, he's just like making it up as he goes along, and I don't understand why people keep. Well, he's uh, thinking uh, that they're going to learn something. Obviously, quasi-official uh, in league with uh, our Jewish occupation government. You know, he's got these uh, all these former uh, Justice Department officials in his employ, and uh, God, it's uh, well, it's just another piece in the puzzle. But uh, I'm not going to attack David Duke. God, I, no. I heard that uh, one of his first audio tapes from. Uh, 1975 and he said all we need to do is when the the credits roll on tv or in the movies that we have we require that every jew every jew's name whether they use their uh their uh anglicized name or their jewish name must glow in a bright fluorescent glow so people realize that it's that it's mostly jews i said that, that's brilliant yeah that's- I don't think it's brilliant. We we should understand that Hollywood and television are Jewish, and we should unplug them. We we shouldn't support them at all. But we shouldn't. Any white man who goes to a movie 
and, and pays to watch these Jew movies that come out of Hollywood. Any white man that that, that um, supports that these that these sporting events and and everything that the Jew puts out on television, the white men that do that, they have purchased their own slavery and they deserve it. Well, Bill, we yeah, agree on something. We definitely agree on that. I don't go to movies. Uh, I've, I've got a TV, but I don't watch uh, Nigger Ball. I don't care who's in the Super Bowl. And uh, uh, my wife, uh, we like to watch old movies. And uh, I, I'm kind of a news junkie, so I like to keep up on what's uh, what the enemy's putting out there. But well, uh, I hope you just keep in mind that uh, that a lot of it is fake. And these these uh, newscasters and news presenters are all fake too. Well, um, supporting the Jewish media and Jewish Hollywood, we are paying for our own um, shackles. Well, we've done it all along. We've paid the bill for everything that's uh, doing us in. But now, now ca- countercurrents. Speaking of white leadership and so on that people fall for at countercurrents, they they write movie reviews and post movie reviews regularly. So there you go, you know. Instead of telling people not to go to these movies, they encourage them to go and talk about them and so on. Yeah, well, with Bible movies and, and DVDs and all that Jewish entertainment, they bought they bought their own slavery. They pay for their own shackles, and and they deserve them. That the um, as for David Duke, I, I'm not going to. Um, I, I've never been a fan of his, but but that you know he embraces Arabs. I wouldn't embrace Arabs. That that the idea that we could be anti-Zionist and not anti-Jew. Yeah, you know, I'm anti-Antichrist, right? I'm anti-Jew. There's no doubt about it. Um, we ha- we have had a Jewish problem for millennia before 1948. Well, we've had a Jewish problem for many, many millennia before 1948. Mm-hmm. And, and the Jews were run out of every nation mm-hmm. in Europe long before there was an Israel in Palestine in 1948. Exactly right. In the 1930s or in, in, at the Balfour Declaration or whenever you want to start Zionism, we've had a Jewish problem many millennia before that. Well, I think we'll put it very good. Uh, and then he said that David Duke is a politician. I think that's probably the way to look at it. And I, I expect things from people or I'm just really looking for the leadership. And everybody is kind of sitting, uh, you know, on the Internet, hoping some big leader will come along. Uh, who can do something? And uh, it's uh, I'm, well, that worries me. We're always compromisers. Politicians are always compromisers, and for that reason, they never have a clear vision. Well, that's right. That's right. Hatting, you want to say anything? Well, I guess not. Um, he's on the line. But what? Doctor Pierce said we were in the uh, educational phase of the revolution and uh, we're uh, experiencing a struggle for uh, of ideas uh, what ideology we're going to embrace uh, as a resistance movement and uh, uh, Bill's got uh, his uh, ideology which is uh, Bible based and uh, Dr. Pierce is, uh, was based more in uh, nature and uh uh, rationale, uh, science, and uh, and uh, there's really two movements. I can't say this enough. Uh, and uh, well, well, well stay that way. Stay that way for a long time, and that's because you know you might. Yeah, you know I understand that that 
pagans and and creators or or the world church of the creator that no, they just claim that, uh, that oh, that's it, nice Christianity is based on that sounds like right there creators here we are back again we can't they talk know, over each other here. They try to claim that Christianity is based on Judaism and it's a lie, and, and my beliefs aren't based solely on the Bible. They're based on all ancient literature. Can you hear me and, now? Yeah, we hear you, but uh, wait, wait. My, my beliefs are based on all ancient literature, not only on the biblical literature. And, and if you understand all ancient literature, you would understand that a lot of the, the, the spiritual values and beliefs which are found in the Bible are found in all ancient literature. You know, I think we should be satisfied if people are racially based and not impute to them uh, ideas that they don't that they don't have just because they are under the banner of, say, Christianity. Or if you're under the banner banner of uh, of uh, well, I don't even like the word paganism. But if you're under the banner of uh, what what banner are you under, uh, Will? Uh, what 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 is your relig- what what are your beliefs? I'm uh, I'm like you, Carol. I'm, I'm a nature boy. You're, you're a nature girl. I'm a nature boy. Uh, my church is right here on this mountain of mine. Uh, you know, I go out and uh, okay, okay. Family, now know? there might be people like that who uh, who are very uh, multiracialist, uh, who believe in, in nature's religion. Uh, that's very very likely. In fact, I know. A creator, in fact, it's that guy Joe who did, used to, did the Caucasian persuasion, Joe, and he's he's yourself. arguing. He seems to be have been a creator, be a creator, because that's what he sells that book um, from his program. He was doing that, and and he's uh, quite friendly now with Jews and doesn't think we should discriminate against all Jews because there's good Jews and you know. I mean, so Joe, there you the go. I, I put up a post. Uh, uh, around uh, uh, when when Matt Hale found out that this Joe the Creator guy had a show called The White Voice, and mm-hmm. he'd uh, he'd interviewed Harold Covington, and uh, uh, then he wanted to interview me, and I said, "Look, friend, I'm not going to you're not going to interview me until you take that uh, the the interview of that enemy off there. I don't have any desire to be uh, uh, associated with him or you." And uh, he got all upset, and uh, then Matt Hale found out that he was uh, doing that. And uh, well, I'll, I'll, you know, we can't talk about all this, but I'll put a few posts up as comments uh, uh, addressing some of this because we we really can't discuss it like this when we're talking over each other. But uh, if you'll let some me make some comments uh, and not uh, uh, get lost in moderation, uh, I think uh, that's where it gets sorted out. You know, well, okay, okay, but you know, link to things. Don't just post the whole articles when you when you can link to them. Now, oh, then, then, uh, Hatting, did you want to say something before we go on to a public trust in government? Well, yeah, uh, Bill Fink said there that uh, the views of Christianity are the views of all ancient literature. I believe that's what he said. No, I said that a lot of the that are reflected in the Bible are reflected in all ancient. That's what I said. Okay, well, in that case, first let me say that some people say that the doctrine represented by Paul is different from the doctrine of the Gospels. Well, well, they're liars, and I'm addressing that right now on a series, a long-going series called Against the Paul Bashers on my Saturday night program. I suggest you listen to it. Yeah, well, it was the There you go. You know, he won't listen to it. 
You, I can, I can guarantee you, he won't listen to it. So there right. you go. See, we can't, we can't inform one another if we're not going to listen. Paul, that's Saul. He was a Jew, right? Is oh that, yeah. Yeah. Saul. And then again, there are those that say that the position of the Gospels is not compatible with the Old Testament. And uh, oh, well, I can tell you, you know, Jews say that, right? Jews say Jews. that. Yeah, we Jews say they're that. Also, they're also Christians who say that. They call it a different dispensation. You like, you like the uh, New yeah, Testament, Hattie? I'm not any kind of Christian. I know, so why are you comparing the two? Well, it's just that Bill Fink is pretending that all the, that the spiritual position of all ancient literature is the same, and even within Christianity there are divisions. Well, you know, he's not pretending. No, 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 he's no, he's whoa, saying whoa. what he believes. So uh. I, I was talking <laughs> on general terms first. I wasn't talking about um, that, you know fine points of Christian doctrine like you are. I was speaking on general terms, and I said that spiritual beliefs – Found in the Old Testament, in the Bible, are found in all ancient literature. If you can't quantify that, if you don't want to ask me what I meant by that, well, well then don't try to guess and, and well, don't try to pick out. Um, so it's plagiarized. You know, obscure um, differences among Christians to try to prove me wrong. That's ridiculous, Hatting. Well, yeah, it's not helpful. Now, well, let me know. let me remind the the listeners that they can call in too. At this at this time, we've still got almost a half hour left. 830-443-4911. I just want to let the listeners know that. And let me check my email. You go you go ahead. Yeah, Schopen, okay. Schopenhauer, who was a favorite of Adolf Hitler's, said that Christianity was Platonism for the masses. There's a, certainly some justification in that. There's some resonance between the teachings of Jesus and Platonism, but well, well, I want to ask you if, if you're going to claim that the doctrine of national socialism is Christian, how can you separate that from these other ancient doctrines which you say are the same? I, I don't know how you can split that hair. I say they were the same. You, you well, why don't you just represent honestly what I said? Do I have to repeat it for a friggin' fourth time? Hattie, you're not being helpful. <laughs> Do I need to repeat myself for a fourth time? Are you dense? Okay. I said that spiritual beliefs found in the Hebrew Bible are found in all ancient religions, in all of the ancient literature and meaning of the white race, of course. Okay? You, you want to talk about the, the, um, the belief in a heaven, the belief in a hell, the belief in a creator, the belief in an afterlife, you'll find it. In Sumerian literature, you'll find it in Germanic literature, you'll find it in the earliest Greek literature, you'll find it in the earliest Roman poets. That's what I meant, Hatting. I, I don't Not think that. I... You find I it don't in, think... in Egyptian literature, they were all white. Are you dead, Hatting? Yeah, I don't think there's any hell in the Greek religion. Yes, there is. Hades is hell, Hatting. The house of Hades, yeah, but Hades everybody not goes not there, not except a very few people... That well, legendarily well, well, everybody's going to hell. <laughs> well, everybody doesn't go there, Hatting. Some people went to Olympus, and some people went to Hades. <laughs> okay, you don't know much about Greek religion there, Bill. I don't know not much about Greek religion. I read Homer, Hesiod, the Epic Cycle, the, the Tragic Poets. I know what they say. Some people went to Olympus. Some people went to the Isles of the Blessed. Some people went to Hades. You know, uh, Bill, Bill uh, reads Greek, too. 
Patty. He yeah, I know. I heard him say that he uh, learned, taught himself. Come on, you're being, you're coming on here just to be, you know, kind of un, unfriendly. Well, no, it's it's just that my point is he's saying that the the same spiritual content is to be found in all ancient oh, oh, I literature. Said that, you know, this is a point that doesn't really interest most people. You still don't so, get uh, what he's using that to argue that National Socialism is Christian, when really it just derives from... A whoa, 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 whoa. I wasn't using that to argue that National Socialism was Christian. That's a totally different topic. You're a straight clown. Okay. Yeah. Let's not Stop do that. misrepresenting what I say. Now, I, I have not called Mr. Fink here any names. Okay. Let, you know, yeah, but you're, you're kind of... Five times... Well, let's he's uh, some outrageous. All statements. right, let's not be childish. Yeah, let's go on to public trust in government. Uh, two, there was a two, 2013 edition. Well, it just came out. It's called the Annual Edelman Trust Barometer. It's a Chicago PR firm, and they do this every year. And they take supposedly, you know, they do a survey and find out. And and it they announced that. Um, Trust in uh, business in general, people's people's trust in in business to do what is right is at fifty uh, percent, and trust in, in business leaders to tell the truth is only at eighteen percent, and trust in uh, banks and financial services is at fifty percent. Trust in the news media media is fifty three percent. That's too high, but uh, people do trust it. Uh, the most Trusted business sector was technology with 77%. So people are going kind of like uh, probably if they had science in here or something, it would be higher in, in technology and so on. But, um, you know, somebody's calling. And trust in government to do what's right is only 41%. Trust in government leaders is only 13% to tell the truth. So what do you have to say about that while I take this call? Anybody? I don't trust polls. Well, I don't either, but you know, not seventy percent of Americans want to uh, to uh, take away uh, assault rifles. So you know, it just depends on who's the, doing the poll and how the questions are asked and who they're asking, and uh, just just uh, don't put much stock in those polls. I think this is wrong because I've got this long number. I've got a phone number. Uh, I forgot how to do this. I'm t- there's a eight six zero and an eight zero three phone numbers here, but I'm supposed to have a number that I can take. So what is? I this? have some more to say about national socialism and Christianity if I get a chance. If Bill Fink won't shout over me. Oh come on. Well, we'll stop misrepresenting my words, or or just leave me alone, and you won't get shouted at. <laughs> I'm not going to take your lies and your bullshit. I'm not here to be lied about. And, okay, and, I'm going and ridiculed. I'm just not here for that. Go for it, Hattie. Well, yes, I actually read a little bit in Mein Kampf, and uh, Hitler talks about uh, religion in Mein Kampf. First, his attitude toward Jews fundamentally had nothing to do with religion. He says that uh, it wasn't until he was 14 or 15 years old that he heard any talk about Jews, and it was mostly in a connection of uh, religious bias. And he said, uh, quote, I could not avoid an uncomfortable feeling which always came over me when I had to listen to religious disputes, close quote. That's on page 39 of the Murphy translation. So he didn't have a religious 
attitude toward Jews. And then he says, is not their very existence founded on one great lie, namely that they are a religious community, whereas in reality they are a race? And that's on page 145. Am I still being heard? Yeah, somebody called in. Let me just see who this person yeah, I was. I, got him on. I, sure I was doing was. it yeah. wrong. Uh, who is this? I, I, think? Just, I just called in. My name is Walt Hampton, and I'm in South Carolina, and I've been listening in. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have a question for the Reverend Bill. I, I'm, well, okay. let's qualify one thing first. I don't use titles, right? Uh, well, I'm willing to think I don't use the title pastor. You won't find it on my website. I don't use the title reverend. I don't call myself by titles. Um, certain people here in our presence tonight have tried to direct titles on me in order to denigrate me, and I don't use titles. But, That's but right. you sound like the person I want to address my question to, however, okay. whatever you want to call yourself, because I've been listening to the show. You know, okay, go ahead. Listening. Go ahead, uh, uh, Walt. Okay. Uh, I'm in South Carolina, and I work with the uh, – a group down here for Southern Heritage, and there are quite a few uh, Christian identity people involved, you know, with this in addition to Southern Heritage. Now, I do not have a problem with these people insofar as their own personal beliefs, like if they want to go off and, and get on their knees and pray like a lot of them do, it doesn't cause me any personal distress. The problem I'm having with these people is they want me, as an individual, to participate in their uh, getting on my knees and bowing my head to their yaw or whatever you want to call it, and I find that very offensive. And I well, was just I'm wondering, glad you said that. I'm really glad you brought this topic up, and and I would like if to you, answer, if you would just address that. Yeah, yes, I would, I would, and I, I really, I'm really pleased you brought this topic up. Too many people can first. The, the way I would answer those men that wanted to force me to pray in public is that Christ told us to go pray in private, all right, to go in our rooms and pray and not let men see us pray, okay? Okay, so how should, how should I deal with my problem? Prayer, most public prayer is pretense. It's done in pretense. I don't need to pray in public to show anybody how holy or, or, or religious or righteous I am. It, it's a ritual done in pretense. I don't need it. Okay, I'm not a religious man. I, I reject religion. Most, you know, most people that they bristle when I say that Adolf Hitler was a Christian because they understand that Adolf Hitler didn't display openly any uh, of what they, you know, what they confuse as Christianity. That the the, um, the the ritual and and the, the the false pretense of piety that you see coming out of modern churches, right? That's seen as Christianity. That's not Christianity. The the um the founding fathers, most of the founding fathers, John Adams specifically said that he and and this man was a good Christian. He specifically said that he had no use for for the the, the um ritual and and the religion that you see in the churches because that's all that that's all for show. That's all kind. Of, there's a lot of excellent Christians. Hatting might be a great Christian. Um, Will Williams here might be a great Christian. That but they never accept the lay. You're a good Christian when you live the precepts of Christ, which are basically the simple moral rules encoded in the Ten Commandments. And most good white people never break those rules. And the, 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 the love for your brethren, your, your racial kinsmen. That's what Christ 
requires of us. And if Love you your enemy. Love your enemy. Hey, Walt, turn your... Yeah. Whoa, 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 don't take that out of context. You're being a clown. You don't know what Dan said. No, you know that I, I, I have to agree with Bill here. People who start screaming about, oh, Christianity is all about love your enemy, just lay down and surrender. It's not. It's and uh, well, like, uh, I know there's a lot of people uh, who have don't understand anything about it anymore, and who do this. I know that that's Christian. Christian. Bill would be the first one to say that Christians are a sad lot. Uh, you know, he, he's not standing up for all these Christians, right, Judea- Bill? Christianity is Judaism. Judeo-Christianity yeah. is a big lie. It's a big lie. It's, they take this New Testament totally out of context. They twist it into something universalist, which it was never intended to be. And then they take these terms out of context and generalize them. And they try to apply them to niggers and chinks. And those words okay. don't apply. Uh, You're supposed I'm to gonna... love your racial enemy. If, okay. if a man of your own kin does you wrong, you show him love and mercy. But you're May not I rephrase my question? God's enemies and the enemies of your race. May I rephrase my question? Sure. With your permission, may I rephrase my? Yes, go question? ahead. <laughs> okay, the I have no problem on an individual basis with people who believe in and accept Christian identity. You know, per se, I feel like it's a private matter, and if they feel comfortable doing that, it doesn't cause me any personal distress. However, the problem I have with it is that the people that are are involved with Christian identity are very, very insistent that I personally participate in getting on my knees and, and praying to their well, Yahweh. Well, they're the wrong I, kind of Christian identity people. Then you I, know, there's, they're not all uh, they're not all people that uh, that are ideal uh, representatives of it, right, Bill? If they were real followers of Christ, they would go in their rooms and pray in private. They wouldn't compel other men to be religious. My point. What's your question, Walt? I answered that the first time. I'm sorry you misunderstood me, but I answered that. So, 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 what, so, you're, so what are you saying? How should I deal with my issue down here? <laughs> you tell them Jesus told me to go in my room in private and pray. That's yeah, what. But I don't believe. I don't. I don't believe in Jesus. No, no, no. But they do, and you would show them that they're being hypocritical. <laughs> hey, well, hey, I've, tried, I've tried to do that, but I haven't had much success, and that's why I called. Well, why do you think? Do you think that somebody's going to, you know, uh, give you a solution to this? You have to come up with it yourself. I got one. Well, when they start praying, uh, go sharpen your pencils or pull out a sandwich and start eating or something. Just uh, let them know you're not at all interested. They can't force you uh, to. No, and uh, I don't even know if this is a sincere call because it sounds kind of crazy that somebody uh, is you know can't deal with with uh, some people in his group. He's a he's a biological racist stuck in a Christian movement down there in South Carolina. I mean, they're, uh, they're, they're Christian conservative. Uh, uh, what, what are they, Walt? Uh, yeah, it's called the South Carolina Conservative Action Council, and it's headed by Dr. William Carter, and it's heavily infiltrated by persons of Christian identity. Well, well, well Jesus told them to go in private in their rooms and pray, and, and that's yeah, but that's not why I'm in. I'm not involved in it for that reason. I'm involved in it because I, uh, I'm, ex- 
a follower of uh, white nationalism, you know, racial separatism, uh, you know, that sort of thing. And and that's that's creating an issue between me and them. Well, well, I've given you the solution, and and you don't want to use it. That's not my fault. It, it's right from the Bible. Yeah, somebody's got their sound on too loud or something, so we're hearing an echo. Well, I've got my bottom turned all the way down. Okay. Well, are you finished with your question? Yeah. I don't. I don't think there's any more answer that we can give you. Yeah. Thank. Thank you. Okay, thank you very much, Walt. Okay, I'd like to finish what uh, I was saying. Padding, is this your, are you have this too loud, so I'm hearing my voice come back to me? I doubt it. Okay. All right, I want to finish what I was trying to explain there about uh, Hitler's attitude, which I think is actually somewhere between uh, the positions of uh, Will Williams and Bill Fink. What I gather from reading Hitler is that he personally did not believe in the Christian religion, but considered it a very bad idea to try to get rid of it. And he talks about the uh, pan-German leader, George Schoenerer, uh whom he admired very much, but Schoenerer, uh made a big mistake in Hitler's view by trying to fight the Catholic faith because he thought that this was something alien and they should get rid of it and that then they could have German unity more easily. And this is Hitler's explanation. I think this is the core of Hitler's explanation. And where does this come from? Where do you this read it? This is from Where's... Mein Kampf, from the okay. Murphy translation. His okay. explanation of why he wouldn't attack Christianity. He said, quote, The great masses of a nation are not composed of philosophers. For the masses of the people, especially faith, is absolutely the only basis of a moral outlook on life. There may be a few hundreds of thousands of superior men who can live wisely and intelligently without depending on the general standards that prevail in everyday life from religion, but the millions of others cannot do so. In other words, what he's saying is, you we know what to, he's saying. I can understand what he's you saying. Need so you need to keep religion for the sake of the masses. No, yeah. no. Well, well, let's not get. You know, Hitler. Hitler did not like the way the churches operated, and and well, well I would agree with him a hundred percent. And and in fact, I would go a lot further than he did. However, the, this, you're confusing the churches and Christianity. Hatting church, the the church function and church um, dogmas and church rituals. They're not necessarily Christianity. That's your first mistake. Well, I don't have the German text in front of me here, but the, the, the polarity that Murphy gives in his translation is between faith and philosophy. He has Hitler saying philosophers on the one hand and people who follow faith on the other. You're contending that Hitler was not a philosopher but a follower of faith, or maybe you think you can be both, but uh, there's this polarity here in the text. Yeah, you know, there's many. There, there are many excerpts of Mein Kampf that could be taken to prove that Hitler was a Christian. There are also many excerpts of Mein Kampf that could be taken to prove that Hitler didn't necessarily like the way the churches functioned and the things that they did. He he hated their evangelism to Negroes. Well, well, I would assert that evangelism to Negroes is not truly Christian. 
It's part of Roman Catholic tradition, yes, but it's not truly Christian. So, so, so there's a difference between what is Christianity and and, and what is church ritual. I call it churchianity, and, and Christian identity. Very, very many people like me call it churchianity. It's not Christianity, and, and Hitler's basic philosophies outlined his political and social philosophies outlined throughout Mein Kampf are very Christian in nation in, in nature. They're very Christian. You can't recognize them because you don't understand Christianity. You no, should, I do I do recognize some resonance with Christianity, but just as you've mentioned earlier, you also find some resonance with other ancient doctrines. You don't have to say that it's specifically Christian. Well, well, no, but, you know, the love for one's race and, and the way that Hitler couched things and the way that he couched his his um his criticisms of race mixing and, and the way that he couched a, a lot, not all, but a lot of his criticisms of the Jews were, were very Christian in nature. Hitler clearly received a lot of his foundational um, social philosophies from Christianity, real Christianity, not churchianity. You're making a big generalization there with no specifics. Well, the, the sacrifice of the individual on behalf of the community, that that is a Christian doctrine. I, I've done several podcasts on that that prove that. That's a sociobiological doctrine. That's, that's well, well a, you know, people, it's lost on most, most white people today. Don't yeah. tell most white people understand it today. Don't dare say that. Kevin McDonald could explain the sacrifice of an individual for the gene pool. Yeah, but maybe you can explain it in various in various for various uh, positions and views. Hatting, if there's not only you know, doesn't necessarily can only be explained from one position. Because because I think Bill is right that that the sacrifice of the of the single person to his whole community. Is Christian? It's included not in specifically, Christianity no, too. It's not. It is included in Christianity. It is Christian, but it's it maybe is, not. It is Christian. I don't find that. I, I, I mean, I could be wrong, but I can't recall it from from um. You know, I hadn't read the Greek philosophers, and I admit that. But I've read the tragic poets, the epic poets, the elegaic poets, the bucolic poets, and I don't remember that from from any of their writing. Well, there, there are plenty of uh, dying gods in ancient religion. Socrates uh, sacrificed for the ideal of the truth. Oh well, this is, that's this totally is the this is well, one well, of the parallels that led Schopenhauer to say that not, Christianity not. is Platonism for the masses. Okay, all right. Well, you know, we've got uh, six minutes. Uh, what can we? How can we pull this together in some in some way? Well, well, um, you're not interested in the. Uh, you're not interested in the public trust in government. I was trying to lead oh, that into. Well, I was trying to lead that into. Uh, you know, if there was a, if we had opportunities here, you know, whereas I was saying that, forty-one um, percent, uh, only forty-one percent trusted government to do its right, and only thirteen percent in this poll. Even though I agree with uh, with Will that I don't trust, I don't like these polls either, but. Uh, only 13% they say trust government leaders to tell the truth. That's lower than the business people, uh, but not by much. But then it says that uh, among the informed public group, whatever they are, 69% viewed an academic or expert as a credible spokesperson. 
while 61% look to a person like yourself. That is one another. That is like on the Internet, people are listening to people who don't have any big reputation, you know, and and, and learning from them. I, that's what, what I got from that. Um, so uh, people are still trusting academics or those who they perceive as experts. Um but also a lot of people are willing to listen to others. So, I mean, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think that, I want to make this real quick, uh, that there's maybe an, you know, an opening here. And I think Sandy Hook gives a good opportunity for it because, uh, the, the story of Sandy Hook is falling apart more and more and people are very interested in it. You can find a lot about it on the, on the internet and there, that, that it's a fake, st- that a lot of it, at least a lot of it is fake, that the news, news reports have a lot of fake stuff in them. And when we, you know, have this distrust going on, I, I, and this horrible gun control legislation looming around, I think we should be making a big push, um, you know, that maybe could succeed for these reasons if we could get people to do something. Or, or if we could have a, a unified voice. Okay, that's it. Don't don't put too much trust in these informed people. Are, are these people with uh, uh, college degrees, or what makes them so uh, much better than uh, the rest of us? I was reading. Uh, this, I'm I'm transcribing this. The alienated society of Dr. Pearson. He describes our educational system forty years ago. He described. See if this uh, sounds like it kind of fits the informed class. Well, I don't think that's what they meant by informed, but anyway. That's uh, that's what I take it to be. Current educational philosophy in America is individual-centered rather than race-centered. And the educational system is geared to produce well-adjusted cogs in the modern industrial economic machine. This is in line with the atomistic or ant heap view of society, which follows from neoliberal doctrine. And, uh, well, he goes on and on about, yeah, yeah. about how... Well, that's, that's right, you see, because um, I don't know if I'm getting a, a cue or not. I'm probably not going to. We're probably not going to hear our cues. I'm looking. Oh, we have 60 seconds. That's all. Um, all right. Uh, I think that um, we're not going to accomplish anything if we just point out how bad everybody is. We're going to have to take some kind of uh, positive action and get in as many people as possible to see that there's opportunities and to act in this way. And now we got 30 seconds left. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank my guests, um, Will Williams and Bill Fink, and thank you, Hatting, for your contribution, and thank the caller. And uh, this has been uh, a pretty pretty interesting show. I'll let everybody take have their own opinion of it. And uh, I want to uh, well, uh, ask you uh, to... Uh, Maybe we'll do this again. I don't know if anybody will want to do it. But oh, I, oh. I know the music's probably on. I don't hear it. I won't uh, be okay, to we're off. Course, but I want him to do it in private. Okay, don't put it on the internet. He can pray for our souls and all that. But please don't do it publicly, Bill. Okay. Well, well I can't say that I <laughs> Well, we're off the air, so we can just say what we want here. <laughs> yeah, that was a rhyme. Thank you. <laughs> well, you came on really like Gangbuster. More than Thanks for listening. 
and be sure to visit Carolyn's website at carolynjaeger.com.